Sun's up! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to 2020 episode number two. I am Walter. And this is Francis. With. We're rusty. Sorry, super rust. It's been uh, so long. Uh, anyways, if you guys like this, please tell a friend. You know what? Don't even tell a friend. You, know, you just, yeah, just do you. If, <laughs> do if you. you like this, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Anyways, yeah, it's been so long since we actually had to do a podcast. We got, you know, with the situation we're in right now, everything that's kind of gone into a fray. But to be, to be clear, know, to be clear, it's our laziness that has <laughs> I kept know, right? us from recording. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Sus, how have you been, man? Oh, pretty good. Oh, that right on cue. Yeah. Seven p.m. Shout out to the essential workers. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So I've been pretty good, I guess, <laughs> except for uh, just like I haven't been outdoor, like outside of the apartment, me and Amy. I don't think in April we've stepped foot outside of the building. At- oh, my God. Dude, that's so long. Yeah, yeah. So you've just been ordering everything online, yeah, getting your groceries. groceries. That's awesome. It's not awesome. <laughs> um, no, it's good though. You know, it's, it's yeah. much better than starving or any of yeah, the other of alternatives. Mm-hmm. CrowdCow is good. We don't have an affiliate code or anything. Just That'd really cool. enjoy the steak. Yeah, yeah. How's uh, quarantine or isolation or uh, lockdown in San Diego? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's a lot more lax. Than, than yours I mean they're starting to slowly open some of the places like the beaches I think even the hiking areas but for the most part yeah I, we go the only time we actually go out is if we do take out food or go to the grocery but then be like very vigilant of our surroundings and it's 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 so different now but like recently we had like a quarantine party scavenger hunt thing where we just go inside the house so I have a closed apartment complex, so everyone's doors are, like, facing everyone else. Yeah. So we did a, a scavenger party where he would call out, like, find something that's orange. And then right. we had to go inside our own apartment, grab something that's orange, and pull it out as fast as we can, whoever's the fastest. You know, that's, that's like, the whole scavenger thing. But, you know, it that's just the whole community thing. For the most part, I've been, you know, working from home. And you know me, I, I'm uh, I'm editing for a bunch of YouTubers now, so like I'm really happy with that because it didn't really affect me too much, but it did kind of hit me like surprisingly financially. But it's it's like plateaued and I'm back to normal, so it's good. I just can't wait for everything to, everything to go back the way it was. But anyways, remember uh, enough of yeah. Hedonic treadmill goes both ways. That's the good thing. Hit oh. a low come back up <laughs> same thing come, always that's come so back good. because that's actually i've really read good. something like oh yeah i wish there was no hedonic treadmill you don't adapt you don't want to adapt to things but it's like well you better oh. be ready if things go down they stay down yeah. that's funny yeah so anyways enough about us Sess. what do we got going on today we're talking about work clean the life-changing power of Mizen Plus to organize your life, work, and mind. Awesome. 
That's so awesome. Yeah, I actually, if you guys haven't read the book or listened to it on Audible, great book. One of the best things I've read or heard. Listened, I listened on Audible. And it's it's really changed, like affected me as a as a person. Like it really worked. <laughs> Just the way he talked about it is like very, it, it's, it works. Whatever it, like we'll, it, we'll explain it more, but yeah, it's, it works. It's great. But yeah, Seth. One of my favorite books last year, uh, Work Clean. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I read a bunch of these self-development books, of course, and we talk mm-hmm. about a lot of them. A lot of them are, all, they're all right. Some of them really stick out. Like last year, Atomic Habits, excellent book. Work mm-hmm. Clean, I think it should be much more popular than it is. Because I've never really, like, I forgot where I heard about it actually yeah I was actually um, kind of curious I, I listened about that. to it yeah and mm-hmm. actually took action maybe because it is like based around chefs and even though it's not it really is about like work and how you can apply like how chefs work to it yeah um, okay so let's before we actually kind of explain more of the book like what's what was some of your problems that you had, like last year before reading the book, or or now? Like, what was like name one or two problems that you have about uh, organization, or maybe just cleaning? I guess I rarely talk about work, but uh, so something that I run into a lot is I use Figma to you draw screens with it, similar to Sketch, similar to I think Adobe XD make websites that sort of thing yes i am pretty messy in there just make a bunch of like artboards cool i can make like these symbols that are shared between different things but it gets out of hand pretty quickly so you have like especially in this book it talks about like physical environment that a chef has to work in but then the book also goes into digital environments because all of us i mean especially now because everyone's working from home a lot of your time is spent in this digital environment. I mean, even when you're in the office, like you're mostly on a computer. So my digital environment is pretty messy. <laughs> Actually, so yeah. what about you before? Or are we doing yeah, before and after? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do the before and after. So I actually wrote this down uh, a long time ago, but... Basically, so with my first problem, I was having with my business what I was doing. I was having timing issues with clients, like sending out proposals, contracts, payments, and emails. And that was like, you know, the first of it. Then organizing each of those into one email. And then, of course, it kind of snowballs. So it's like at least every client from last year or now has created more than three emails. And then from there on, every email I did for proposals, contracts, or payments are in different emails, making it hard to organize. And then after that, all of that system, procedure, checklist, I, I, like, I had a checklist and all that, but it was so many of them. So I had one that was a calendar, one that was a whiteboard I'm looking at right now. Uh, number, like another one is in my emails and the digital calendar, digital whatever. And I would have to go and confirm on all three or four of these checklists to make sure that this is all kosher, like they have the date open and they signed and all that. So I didn't have a good system. It was just all over the place. So, yeah, and I guess the last problem is like this year and last year, I caught myself with clients asking for the same date. 
and clients I already booked and clients asking for that same date. Both both of them asking for the same day, and of course, after a while, I just have to like tell them, so sorry, I screwed up, or tell the other person, like, oh, actually, there's another person that's <laughs> that's trying to get this date, and all of a sudden, they would send the money and not do the contract. It, it's so it would screw up my system, and it just after a while, it just went all over the place, and that's just in my business. I'm not talking about like cleaning at home or being organized. I kind of lost track on that. <laughs> but anyways, those are my problems. But uh, So yeah, th- we have our problems there. But uh, now, now that we have this, what to you, Cess, or in the book, what is what you said in the title? Was it mise en, mise en place? When you see like chefs on TV, uh-huh. they always have everything in little bowls. I'm sure plenty of people listen to this No, Well, if there is plenty of people listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's those little bowls prep. It's all the prep work that you do before mm-hmm, cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the chopping love it. and that stuff. So that yeah. yeah, everything in its place. Yeah, for sure. And then so basically, it's it's cleaning as you work, cleaning as you go, and you have a workstation ready for the next day. And it's like a routine or habit. For example, like how cleaning your desk can help with your work or mind. Having a routine or habit and focus. How to manage work with timing, and or for example in the book, having the pan hot and ready for the oil to go in. And the planning goes like working out as an example, having clothes ready, or a slab of peanut butter before a workout. It's, it's prep. Everything is prep. So, yeah, I guess, I guess where do you want to go from there? We could, like for example, on this it says what, what we need to work clean with time. Like determining our daily actions and ordering those actions in sequence and procedures. So what would you do first? The daily actions. You want to talk about the daily actions that you do? Yeah, I have this sheet in my iPad that I have been trying to fill out, but still analog notebook works pretty well, just writing down the things that I need to do and definitely buy into this thing where like just write one to three things that you need to do. I don't really have like a master master to do list that I pull from. Okay. Yeah. I guess with my daily action, starting from like just waking up, it's wake up, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, then make some coffee, then head into the office, like what I'm doing right now. And normally when I go to sleep, I, I get emails already about re-edits. So I, I go through the emails that I have to do, uh, see which one's priority, and then work from there. So for example, today I got about nine re-edits for one video, and then and then another video I have to do that's due on Friday. So the priority is, of course, the re-edits, because that's almost done. Just finish it and get it out of the way. And then... Excuse me. And then the last one is the video that's due on Friday. So I got to turn that in by tonight, tomorrow morning. Just so I have time for re-edits before the video goes up. So yeah, that's that's like a sequence or procedure for the day. And it's not always like this all the time. It's it's more like I guess I guess it's just like when YouTube gets kind of busy, so like a Monday, Wednesday or a Wednesday, Friday kind of thing. So that's it's really on their schedule that I have to do to help them out. What was something that you would do for your prep? 
So this is like for you prepping kind of thing after you read this book. So you know how we're disorganized with a lot of stuff like digitally. I mean, you remember when people would do this on their computers where they would save on their desktop and then their whole desktop yeah. is covered so you can't see the background anymore? Yeah. It's yeah. a disaster. So that's it, what my like Figma files really, look like. It stresses me out so much. <laughs> that sort of thing. And then, yeah, similar with like, I guess for the podcast, we have this outline. And I think the better episodes that we do are the ones where we do have an outline mm-hmm. and we've mm-hmm. written notes. I think a mistake that we have made, maybe it's my, it's me making it, is think uh-huh. we've had some episodes that I've enjoyed where we didn't plan. Right, And I right. think the mistake is thinking, it's because we didn't plan that they were good. But, <laughs> but I don't know that that's the case. Um, so it's probably better to like plan, have some thoughts about like what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So what do you do after you said this? Yeah, after the book. Like changed, yeah. Right. So I'm going to use a different example and use it for the YouTube channel. So a lot of my clients send me their videos and... For the most part, it's kind of organized, but it's more like the it's like a letter and a number. So it's like P one zero four five blah 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 blah, and that's video one. And then video two, it's it's all in recording order. So for me, now that I've actually gotten a hang of the YouTube editing kind of aspect, I would organize it by making one event, and in that event, I would make project folders so it would be memory card one memory card two and audio and then after that it would be from a scrubbing technique so i would go through the first folder and let's say their video that they want out of the 200 videos that they sent me they want to have it condensed to about 15 20 minutes like get the uh, get the goals from them and then redo it on my end So I would have to scrub through about 200 videos on memory card one, and I would favorite those. So it's not on a timeline yet. It's just favorited while I scrub. So I would use, pick out whatever I would like, and this is where my creativity goes in, but not, not just yet. I just need to get everything so I have a story. After the story's done, once I get all the scrubbing done, then I put every clip onto the timeline as if I know what I'm like watching. And that's when the new that's when actual editing starts. And then after that, I would do my graphics, uh, design, all this kind of stuff, and then send it out to them on a client base called Frame. I you already know about this, but <laughs> I love it. So yeah. we can talk about that later. But that's after this whole book that saved my life <laughs> with re-edits and, and version one, version two, and all the things I need in one like, cohesive spot. So, I, I mean, best thing it's ever did with my, my brain. So, yeah, that's, that's like my after this book. So, yeah. Yeah, an- another big thing with the planning thing is like, let's point it out, is that chefs, they schedule everything. They know like when things are going to be cooked and... That was an important thing to learn. Not that I like learned that from this book, I, but it, I think it is this important thing of. Uh, so we talked about like Thomas Strike before, like College Info Geek, and I think I've even mentioned this story too. Like, yeah, there's this did. episode where basically he makes these productivity courses, 
kind of thinks about like oh what advanced like tactics will people mm. should i include here like f- to get people to the next level and release it and then plenty of people will say like oh yeah you should like schedule stuff you should use a calendar and it's just this like thing once you learn to like how good it is to schedule put every put your task on the calendar then it seems kind of weird to not do that but yeah you do have to at some point like it's kind of like epiphany kind of thing like what gets scheduled gets done <laughs> that sort of thing it's true so, yeah that's so they do sense. yeah so the book goes into just like how much detail they schedule everything and yeah making these different meals for restaurants mm-hmm. it's pretty like intense stuff and then I have this book here that I happen to have on my desk. So it's called High Output Management by Andy Andrew S. Grove. So it's Andy Grove. He's the um, founder, I think founder. So it says former chairman and CEO of Intel. But oh, wow. this is like a the godfather of tech startup books, basically. That's so um, sick. And I think I read somewhere that like he invented the one-on-one meeting. As far as like, not not like the, he didn't invent two people talking to each other, but <laughs> I, I think it is this thing of like companies where your manager has one-on-one meetings with every individual person is mm. something that he pioneered, I guess. Mm. But the book opens with this story of making a breakfast, and it's to compare, and it compares it to like production, so like chip manufacturing, but. It starts with just making one breakfast, ham, eggs. You have to boil the egg, whatever it is. If you eat boiled eggs with ham, but <laughs> and usually you was proud. Anyway, so it yeah. just talks about like a, a breakfast of like Bug. boiled egg, and it's totally fine. But then if you have to make five of them and they have to come out at the same time, it's a little bit different. Then you think about like if you have to make twenty of them and schedule like what time they come out. Then there's all these different dependencies, and you have to. Eventually, right. like create, you, you start to rely on different machines to automate different things, and then those things need to work together. So it can be this really mm-hmm. like creating meals at any yeah. kind of scale becomes yeah. pretty crazy. And you can read this book or just watch like Chopped or something, like, <laughs> and you'll see like the that's a good the chaos show too, that yeah. yeah it it gets into just making it yeah making a meal, especially like these. Work clean profiles. These as each chapter starts with the story of some chef, right? Then- so I was just gonna say, like one of the best examples from the book was when they were talking about making the pan hot, and the if like if you were to start cooking, of course, you know, if I was to make like adobo, chicken adobo, or something like that, I always think, okay, maybe get the onions first chop it up no no, no you got to get the the pan hot so for the food in order for you to cook so you're not wasting time on a procedural order so that's that's one of my favorite things is like start with an order so you're not wasting like there's no gap time of of weight like like washing your clothes like let's of course you start with putting your clothes in the the washer and then putting your your next load in the dryer kind of like that kind of you know that's what i'm just saying so anyways after that we have things that the book explains us for us to do so if you have three actions to complete for the day so ses i know i have one action that i used to do like proactively 
What is one action you would do to complete the day? Like, for example, you start the day with what you're doing, your procedure, your prep, but you have, like, I guess... Yeah, uh, just to, like... End the day, you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, like, what does my morning look like? Yeah, exactly. So, every morning, wake up. It's increased, but, yeah, once I get past the time where I, like, look at my phone and lie down on Mm -hmm. the couch, then I'll do a workout. And then I try to write for, like... I've been doing the Pomodoro technique... So really? be, I, I have been like trying to do it for everything. So I'll do like a 25 minute workout, uh-huh. 25 minutes of writing, 25 minutes um, on treadmill. And you have like a five minute break in in between or you just... Yeah. Well, in the morning, I don't do like the strict five minute thing because I think that's okay. more, that's better for like if you're doing working sessions and you end up kind of like working on the same thing for a long chunk. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Then five minutes, and then you get back to what you were working on. I mean, okay. and it's a good time to switch tasks as well, but when it's just, like, the morning, it's more just, like, good... Just kind of, like, practicing that duration of time, in a way. Yeah, that's 25 good. minutes, so... Work out, yeah, and write, and then... Yeah. I have been trying to do, like, a morning planning session mm-hmm. of writing the highlight out, and then checking the calendar... And sometimes I have it in, like, too many places, really, because I have it, like, an yeah. analog one, but I also have, like, a <laughs> digital calendar, of course, and then yeah, um, that's my problem. some, like, to-do lists, and they're just in, like, different places, and I don't always have access to all of them from everywhere, if that makes sense. Oh, so yeah. I, I just, like, yeah. end up rewriting tasks in other places. Yeah. <laughs> but that goes against work clean, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I do need to be better about that. Um, that makes sense. It's fine. What about you? So, yeah, when I... In order for me to have, like, a good day or to have a good way to end it kind of thing, I used to write in the productivity journal. And I need to order another one because I used to have... Not not the productivity journal, the five-minute journal, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. I love that book. It has, it has a quote. always makes me really positive about finishing a task that I need to do today. But now... <laughs> Now that I've, you know, we're all, you know, I'm a gamer. So when I finish everything, when I'm, my brain is exhausted from editing or I'm done with all the business calls, emails, all that stuff, I get to play Warzone. That is like something that I I know I could just go all out, not worry about all the edits for tomorrow. I could just end the day with some good old Call of Duty so that's that's my thing. So yeah, so let's see what else the book says. So it says to plan those actions on a calendar. So it uh, looks like we had tasks from the book. So every chapter ended with something that we would do. Do, do you remember any of the uh, other tasks or like things that it would tell us to do after no. the fact? For oh, example, uh... c- cook the way you look is one of the things. Like cleaning your station makes you work faster and efficiently. Like having a spot for your things. Did you ever do that? Like, like have folders. So that's like my way of doing starting a folder with videos and sorting them out with scrubbing. Oh, here we go. Like exercises, skills to learn. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Come to zero. One. Here's one. So kitchen practice, cleaning as you go. This is what changed my life. This is why <laughs> I say that this book changed my life. 
clean as you go. That's the idea. So I'll just I'll just read this. So the next time you prepare a meal, challenge yourself to do the following. As you cook, replace ingredients and tools exactly where you picked them up. Potholders go back on the hook, not on the counter. Tongs remain near the stove, not across the kitchen, by the sink. The sugar returns to the shelf right after you use it. Because our movements can become so unconscious in the kitchen and elsewhere, it's effective and even fun to have a friend watch and coach our moves. I haven't tried that part, but but yeah, definitely this, cool. this like idea of cleaning as you go is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, like, clean your environment. It can help clean your right. internal state. I mean, plenty of people have experienced that with, like, Marie Kondo. Um, right. right. Decluttering your environment. Because there's always people who have messy desks. And yeah. they're, like, completely effective. And that's fine. And they're probably, like, used to that. Yeah. So I, I actually have a question then. Do you have a spot for your wallet and keys? Yeah. Or cell phone? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like what the book was talking about is like knowing where you put your stuff. So do you ever move your wallet and keys to like a different section or is it always that same spot? That same spot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, it's always next to my drawer of clothes on top of it. Anytime I'm about to go out, it's right there. Cell phone too. Is it always like next to the charger or is it with your wallet and keys? I mean, it's usually my hands as I scroll through and watch my life disappear. <laughs> okay, um, okay. I did see a tip though. Um, yeah. So it's like Cal Newport. He does like deep work, digital minimalism and Love really it. like um, advocates like don't get addicted to your phone and that sort of thing. And he had this mm-hmm. reader tip that you put yourself on a leash basically so you can use your phone as much as you want at home but it has to you have to charge it at like one place in the house and you have to always use your phone there so you never like take it with you and that kind of thing so i did try that yeah it's pretty hard and then you just find ways to like i didn't used to have like messages on my laptop and my ipad but then i like i get that all the time it's because i tried this thing where i like put my phone on the like in the foyer, <laughs> and, then, um, and then I couldn't uh, really like message people. Um, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, frankly, I think I'm like I'm I'm bad at texting, and it's like not good because all my a lot of my like all my friends are like not in the like it's a long distance, right? And yeah. the main thing you do to stay in touch is like text and use your phone. But then mm-hmm. after I read Deep Work, I was like, I'm, I'm barely going to use my phone. Uh, is it that like, terrifying to, like, be hooked on, like, the book kind of scare? Is it, like, a scare tactic that the book... No, 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 no. I wouldn't say. It's it's not unreasonable. But it's like, oh, yeah, okay. don't, don't use it. Like, your phone's distracting. And social media's distracting and that kind of thing. But uh, d- definitely on the other side, you can go too far where you're, like, you have stopped messaging people. <laughs> um, That's so good. You know, like... Everyone has friends that are bad texters, and I know I'm basically considered like it's not a good thing. It's it's definitely like not a good thing that I'm not as responsive. Well, that, that's one thing. Like, do you feel bad that you weren't fast at respond responding back? Like, for example, Sometimes. if I was texting you about Starcraft, okay. Sometimes, okay, yeah. Sure. Wait, keep going with that example because I heard. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, exactly. I was about words. to. Yeah, so I was about to uh, segue in about StarCraft. But so I was watching Sess and Jason play StarCraft. It's twenty something years old, and I remember Jason was streaming. And I wish we had this when we were kids. But basically, you were fighting Jason one v one, Zerg versus Terran. It's basically aliens versus humans. And it was an all-out war of, of what do you call it, a war of attrition and just pecking at each other. And my example was, I was texting you saying, like, you know, hey, dude, good luck. He's lying. He's, you know, when he had to take care of his, his baby. <laughs> and, and, like, I was going to say, because you were at the computer and I was texting you, you couldn't see any of my resp- my texts. Did you feel bad because I was trying to text you during the game while you were on pause? <laughs> oh no, no. Okay, cool. That's no, I don't, I don't think like you should respond to all texts exactly at all times. Yeah, right away. but definitely like I I do feel bad when it's like more than a day because yeah, that, that's why I like try not to text or like check my phone while I'm working. But I mean, it, it is like pretty reasonable to. Like, if someone's at work, don't expect like them to reply. Yeah, don't right. expect a call. But sometimes I'll, like, check it when I'm in a meeting. Or, like, I'll see it, and then I'll think, like, okay, I can respond to this after gotcha. the meeting. But then it's, yeah. like, uh, let me just, like, get into this other stuff, and then I just kind of forget. Yeah. See, I feel bad when I forget. Um, yeah. Like, I see the text, and then I totally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this once I'm done with this thing. And I totally forget. It's like the next day. I'm like, crap. Yeah, I feel bad. But yeah, yeah like it, it, there's this other book. So I'm just gonna. This, it's always yeah. just some other book or some other book. <laughs> it's called. It's a, it's called How to Be Awesome. I think is the title, something like that. But it's by one of these copywriters. Anyway, and it's I think about like time management and life and that sort of thing. But something it, it really opened my eyes. It was something like, oh, you can really break down how your life is going into like this. At least, like, if you accept life is about relationships and that's really what's important, the way that you can see how that's going, it said something like, check your calendar and then Mm -hmm. check your texts, and you'll see who you're keeping in touch with, and then, yeah, who you're spending your time with. And I remember thinking that, and I was like, man, if I check my texts right now, I, like, don't text that many people. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's one of those things. That's that so you're, funny. Um, you're not in the group chat. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. But that's, that's why we sad. started a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just funny. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So going back to the book. Work, oh, yeah. Um, work clean. Yeah, working clean. So, um, we, you know, always have at least three actions. Plan those actions on a calendar if you have one or yeah. have it digitally or physically. Starting with one important task and quickly as you plan it with and planning to add more tasks for the week. So you're becoming productive from your prep. So it's it's productivity journal or something you could write down. And sometimes if you just overload yourself, stick with one task a day or fixing your bed. That's like one of my favorite things is, for example, when Wami goes to work in the morning and I'm still in bed, she leaves like around 536 and I I wake up and the first thing I do is fix the bed. That's like my first task of the day. And instead of going to the bed, like I literally just get up and fix the bed. That's that's like the one action. 
But you could add on once you get the the feel of it. But like one of the, my favorite things, dude, cleaning, it feels good. Like one of the best things about this book was saying that like seeing a sink empty is the best feeling yep. when you wash your dishes because no one likes washing dishes, no one likes folding clothes, no one likes doing laundry or or doing that stuff, but it does feel good when it's out of the way. So like what's I guess besides those examples, like what's one thing that makes you feel good after you did it? Doing the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> so th- th- this isn't like a nice I mean, it's kind of like an extreme example, but you can read these productivity books and that kind of thing and then want to get really efficient. Similar to what you were talking about, like, yeah, there is value in finding the gaps where you're losing time and then trying to fill them in with things. But you can kind of go overboard with, like, this efficiency mindset. And, of right. course, it'll be faster to batch tasks. Right? Or, like, it's good to batch tasks, but you can go overboard, like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna batch all my all the dishwashing to once a week. <laughs> no, don't, don't ever do that. So it is one of these things where I try to do it right away and definitely, like, as you go. If Yeah, when I'm, like, prepping stuff. I've been cooking a lot of steak lately. So nice. while it's cooking, definitely, like, while it's cooking, I'll try to clean the cutting board, clean different mm-hmm. things, put it away. Even though I know, like, if you add up the total time, like, oh, I'm going to have to do it all afterward anyway. Why not just wait until then? But it's like this mental thing, I think, because there's a lot of satisfaction in knowing you don't have to do this whole pile after. And that that really was kind of like the thing that changed my life from this book with like how I do um, design work, where uh. I would be very, very messy with like putting notes on the art on, on all over this. Basically, it's like an infinite canvas. Yeah. Is how this program works, and then you can draw different screens on it. But mm-hmm. then you can also like just add notes, add random things, add screenshots for reference. And usually, I'll go like end to end. I'll make something and then try to go back and clean it up. But if it goes long enough, it becomes this uh-huh. giant pile of junk that I don't want to clean up. And if after reading this book, I really started to be a little more diligent about like, make sure to clean, not everything, like don't clean one spoon every time you use one spoon. (laughs) And then, you know, like it's a waste, right? It's a waste of time, right? Yeah. But like not batching it a week in event. Yeah. Yeah. Do it after every meal at least Mm -hmm. or like or like once at least dinner yeah Yeah, at least dinner time and that was kind of the same thing as like try to make sure to clean up these digital files this yeah the digital Mm -hmm. file that i'm working in after each session so it doesn't pile up into i do i continue to have this issue of like creating drafts of things and then Mm. i'm very fast at making drafts i think that's like the skill That's I have good. that is particularly yeah. like useless if you don't actually like <laughs> follow through on it. So like I have Evernote and there's just tons of outlines, but not that much finished work because I don't like to do like these kind of like cleaning tasks of re- revision <laughs> and <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> like, w- which is like what the cleaning portion of it is. Yeah. Oh, it makes dude. You know my my downloads folder is is a mess it makes me happy that that the mac just tells you like what you did yesterday and then the seven days prior and the 30 days prior but 
I like I I have a problem because of my re-edits. If I delete something from the downloads folder and I'm using it in edit, I have to wait until that's done. And that could take about three days to five days, and that's when I forget. So with my downloads folder, it's probably taking up the most memory <laughs> on my computer, and that's because of the editing I have to do and all the leftover that's that's on there. So it kind of yeah, you're right. I digitally I'm I'm smart with the editing. It's just the afterwards, the dirty dishes, the the crap that I don't have to do deal with anymore. And like a little side story just just last night, Weldon told me about the cast iron I used about 2 weeks ago and it's still dirty and I I cleaned it this morning. It felt so good because there was a lot of like oils and chicken <laughs> on it. <laughs> And it it was probably the hardest thing. Like if you let stuff on the cast iron stick, it is the worst thing oh, to yeah. clean. Yeah, it was it was it took me like fifteen twenty minutes before we actually started this conversation. But but yeah, if I think for the Do most you have part, that, like, that it, chain mail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a square. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember, like, a, there were those like skybox or like flare basketball car or like sports oh, cars yeah, and then yeah. they have like the piece the it. piece of the jersey but this is like, <laughs> like that's a mesh yeah yeah but it's this from a night <laughs> it's so crazy to, yeah but dude like i said if you just leave it oh man it just sticks in the back of your head and it's just and you see it every day. It's just the worst thing to do. Right. Um, so if, if you leave... Uh, that's a life lesson right here. <laughs> so oh. You, you leave... You, if you let the mess sit, it's going to stick. <laughs> you got it. I spilled something on myself <laughs> yesterday. Uh-huh. Amy always tells me, shout it right now. Shout it out. You, know? oh. you got to shout it right away. Then when you wash it... Oh, not it, literally. You got the, it. I, no, I see. Yeah, yeah. The spray. You don't want to let it, so that's similar. Don't let like your messy desk stay messy. Yeah, yeah. So like one of the best things I keep myself in check. Wally keeps herself like keeps me in check is because when I write notes and everything, I'm like looking around. When there's a task at hand, sometimes, if not all the time, I I tend to I tend to leave stuff around until the next day and that's when i start cleaning over so right. like recently for example i'm doing pour over coffee i love it it's like one of the best things that's ever great for videos <laughs> great for slow-mo yeah. <laughs> right it's a great slow-mo thing but yeah yeah but it's a long process and you have a lot more stuff to clean is it a chemex no it's actually just a like a porcelain thing that you just put uh, on top of your coffee yeah. cup yeah you know the Chemex, I, though, right? It's like an hourglass. Yeah, it's like a yeah. bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, yeah, yeah. I was, I was watching Friends, and like uh-huh. Chandler was holding one. And I didn't know it was that old. I, it's probably from the really? 1600s now that I think about it. But like, Are you serious? I remember seeing it. I was like, whoa, he's, it's like, he's grabbing something from the future. Because it, it <laughs> does look very, like, kind of like futuristic. It's just like glass with the, the rubber around it. Yeah, with like the, like a, what do you call that? A cork? Court cover, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess crazy. it is cork, yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, all right. Next um, thing, yeah. making first moves. Yeah. So basically, it's uh, there's two kinds of work: hands-on, immersive, creative. 
writing in that example. So you have your solo creative work. And then sometimes number two is hands-off process work that enables other people to work. So it's like a manager, maybe. So like my example on that would be making the videos and then sending it on frame for the other people to see for those for the edits so they could comment draw on all all kinds of stuff that's that's where you have to keep it as clean as possible for them to look at like uh Seth, what's a good example for for you on that yeah so you'll see like different phrases for this of the mm-hmm. immersive work the hands-off work of like maker schedule manager schedule is one of them i think in like startup world of you, you do your deep work programming but you can't do that at a startup. You can't only do that if you're like a three-person team. You have to do. Right. You have to not be writing code if you anyway, because there's managerial work. Yeah. And yeah, trying to separate those things is important. And then you'll see uh, other books like they'll call it like your zone of genius is I think one of them. <laughs> so, but it is just finding like the work that only you can do in a way. Right. So for. You, in some cases, it is editing. or, And in some cases, it used to be, say, like shooting. But then you were able to delegate that out and then exactly. teach other people to yeah. do it. And that's like, it creates lever- you create leverage. But yeah, for me, the two separate things would be, I guess like with the I mean, <laughs> active recall, I delegate to nobody. Yeah. So that's like pretty solo. But I mean, at work, yeah, there's definitely like two different ways of if I'm presenting to another designer and we're talking it through that's different than if you are presenting to like stakeholders and it's it's wow. just like different types yeah, of work yeah. so mm-hmm. the amount of clarity that you need in like these different things and like just understanding I don't know that that's necessarily like getting to what, what this is supposed to be making first moves right yeah it's essentially saying about how your work is understandable to a the next person so so if you you don't want to like screw up a part and then send it off to someone else that could make it worse so you know it's not like doing it right the first time that's it's a tough thing to say but it's it's getting the clarity for someone else to see it that understand is like more understandable and understandable for the other person to see it but i think man i i wrote this like months ago there's got to be a section in there that talks about the making of a first move yeah because i remember making first moves about like just get started <laughs> it's like right uh, you know like fixing the bed or yeah. making a pot of coffee I don't, I don't know it's it's but then i remember these two parts of work that in the book or like during audible they were talking about how you have solo creative work and like manager manager work yeah like, like for ex- yeah immersive time process time yeah and like some of the things i remember talking about like one of the examples is we had a real estate shoot the other on the weekend and i let my second shooter use the drone so that way while he's shooting the drone i am filming the inside of the house so that way we could not waste time so it it kind of like relieved me of another section of the job that is really stressful because the number one thing is crashing the drone is it's like nightmarish for me but anyways so anything from the book that says making first moves 
besides the work itself, the general idea of work? Yeah, it's this. So chefs have creative time, and then they also have like the managerial time, and the make first moves. It's important. It, it just talks about like I think prioritizing between those things because you want to, and it's a trade off depending on like what you're doing. But if you don't do the managerial stuff first in that order, then you start blocking other people and that can be bad where maybe if you're a writer then you want to make first moves on the creative work and get that done right away uh first thing in the morning because your best time of writing is in the morning so that's kind of like making first moves and prioritizing like got it prioritizing prioritizing Sweet. And then the last section about the book is called uh, Slowing Down to Speed Up. Smooth is fast. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny. I I screwed that up. I remember saying slow is fast and fast is slow. (laughs) But anyways, in the book, it says, quote, sometimes it's the panic about the work that's in your way, not the work itself. So take talking slower is one example over talking or interrupting oh man that's that's me i'm so sorry every time you talk i feel bad that i, I am interrupting you I, I used to, part, i'm gonna interrupt you right now <laughs> i uh-huh. i used to interrupt people all the time until i forget what was probably some book i read said like oh yeah like don't interrupt people when they're talking I wonder what book that just said. <laughs> but yeah, it is definitely like annoying when I just interrupted you. All right. Sorry. Keep, no, no, no. It, it makes sense. No, yeah. no, no. But like the, the whole point about slowing down to speed up is about, for example, in the book, the person that was trying to finish a dish or like get stuff done, the person started panicking because they lost like where their tongs were or they didn't have a clean pan and the head chef was watching that person just screaming at them. So, of course, that, like, would start the panic. And after a while, it's just it's just the person wasn't prepared and wasn't, like, didn't know the environment. That the, per- like, like, the dishwashing spot or the clean, the clean racks or it's, it's stuff that you need to take before going in. So, when you talk slower... For example, what I'm trying to do now, if you talk slower, your mind is able to allow you to talk in a full sentence before pausing and breaking it up into like random sentences. If you're interrupting someone, it's because you know what they're going to say or if you have like an like you know the idea that they're going for, so you interrupt them because you know what they're like it's like someone like you're you're ruining someone's punchline right. <laughs> for a joke yeah so it's it's not to me it's not that bad but it makes sense like it's a it's a good thing to kind of hold back get your mind going it like i don't i don't know what do you, what do you think as an as an example of like not interrupting anyone <laughs> or maybe just yeah it- Slowing down um, to speed up kind of idea. Slowing down to speed up. Definitely like when you are going to present or like mm-hmm. any like public speaking kind of thing, there's some level of panic before you like, depending on like, I don't know, I haven't done like a big 
talk, but I'll do like the breathing exercises. But it's also important to like just be aware when you're panicking. Mm-hmm. So if you like the faster you're trying to move, the more panic is like you're you're stirring up in a way. And then yeah, gotcha. that, that's like what this quote you had about the panic being what's in the way. So moving fast, uh, you can rush. And let's say like rushing is a bad thing, right? You don't want to be rushing. Mm. Um, moving fast is good. Rushing is bad. I, I'm just like rephrasing so like a Tim Ferriss thing. <laughs> I think it's this idea of like, you want to be good at making fast decisions, but that's yeah. different from rushed decisions because mm. rush kind of has this like um rushing to work is very different from like getting to work fast right where there's like if we say rushing is moving fast but also panicking at the same time so that's where like if you're moving so fast that really like you're feeling rushed then that's where it can be good to like pause slow down move at a speed where you're not panicking anymore and then right. that overall will take you further. I've just kind of like restated like this all in no, abstract. It, it makes sense. Um, but yeah. like I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a a different thing. Just in like Starcraft, it's like <laughs> yes, please. So you have like all these units. You want to send them to attack, but then dropship comes, unloads some stuff in like just one of your regular bases, and you you can very quickly like start panicking. But if you are aware you've seen this before you know how to handle it you don't just drop everything you're doing you do it in a measured way you don't send everything down there to to handle it you send some portion of your army that can handle it and then leave the rest doing what they were doing initially and that's like a measured response versus like if you just like let the panic take over yeah you can move really yeah it's like yeah. yeah you can move really fast but you're making a bad decision because you you don't need to... You can send everything down to the attack. And that's like a yeah. rush decision instead of a measured thing where you're moving fast. I love it. That's great. I think one of the things is, for me, is procrastination. Like, if I have a video that's due on Friday, I, I do it three to two days beforehand in order for me to have... That because if I rush it, uh, like going late for work, oh my god! Like I stress about traffic, and I I just don't know about like the outside world, but I can understand if I leave about forty five minutes early just to get to work. It's it's just knowing when to be ready for that kind of situation. By the way, great game! <laughs> I, I I loved it. I, it just brought back my childhood memory. But yeah, anyways, committing to work smoothly and steadily and not rushing. Of course, it's just, to me, don't procrastinate. Get the work done. Get it over with so you could play Call of Duty or StarCraft as as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, th- there's that idea of, like, working well under pressure. And you're going to... Well, do like, you? Tie- no. Sorry. I don't. No. Yeah, and it's like... the qual- I think there is something to, like, that idea the work's going to expand to fill the time. So that's where it's like, well, you can just put it Mm. off and then it's only going to take four hours because that's all the time you have. And you can like reach a certain quality. So just because that's true doesn't mean that you shouldn't start early because 
I mean, it, it doesn't mean you need to spend 40 hours on it. But, mm. yeah, figuring out, like, what works for you so that you spend the right amount of time on it and you don't end up panicking. Because it's not it's not serving you if you have to do that for everything and you stress out about it in that right, other time. Right, Because it's great if you just schedule it right. four hours before it's due. It takes three hours and you do that <laughs> and you don't worry about it leading up to it. But yeah. what will happen is, like... Just worry about it the entire time, like leading up to oh, it. and it just like eats up. Yeah. Basically, all I think about sense. is StarCraft right now. So some of the units <laughs> have spells. So I mean, this is in a lot of games, right? So you have like your normal health bar, and then you have mm-hmm. your magic, basically like to cast spells and things. So just imagine, like in life, you have just this cognitive bar, emotional bar. And if you're if if you're worrying about like this task that's due because you put it off the schedule like right before it's due, depending on how you're wired, it might just be eating up that entire like the whole bar, right? That whole bar. Yeah. Not not to say like all that's the case all the time. Like if it's some task that is unimportant to you, then you don't worry about it until you get the reminder and Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of like understanding the trade offs. And that's kind of like what this book gets into, too, is just, like, there's actually this specific thing in this book that they talk about of, like, where we're talking about, like, mise en place and prep. Mm -hmm. And they say, like, most home cooks don't have to do this for every meal. Or most meals, really. Like, you don't have to do, like, two hours of prep work every morning so that you can cook dinner at night. And (laughs) David Chang also (laughs) has done a couple episodes about, like, quarantine and what he cooks at home and basically he makes it as easy as possible he's not doing this crazy like prep schedule <laughs> it's just right. instead yeah. what's important at home is time that it takes and being able to do it without having to plan so yeah not not again the answer is it depends for everything right right makes sense so yeah we basically we just went over everything about about the book not everything, sorry. Not everything. Uh, you should definitely read or listen on Audible. Work clean, life changing power of means and plots to organize your life, work and mind. No, no um, ebook available for some reason. I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's, huh. it's not on Kindle. Wow. But it um, is on Audible. That's what. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, why it's on. Anyway, <laughs> it's not as popular. Yeah. It is. A, it is a good. Uh, a good narrator. Yeah. Definitely oh, he good. was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that so much. So yeah, just pre- prep. It's all about prep. It's all about working as you clean, or cleaning as you go, excuse me. And it's about putting the actions one task at a time in order for you to understand the workload, have a productive day, or even just have a productive life in general with what you do with your personal life and what you do at work. If you do like that book, please. it It's so good. It's one of the things that I was... So I, I would listen to this work, uh, this book almost every day just to get it, just so I could put it into practice. And and I know I, I read a, bu- a bunch of books where I try to put stuff into practice. Getting Things Done and Working Clean are like the only two books that I actually put some emphasis on. Anyways, Sess, do you have any uh, like ending things you want to put in before we wrap this up? Yeah, I do listen to this book of like, there's a chapter called Finishing Actions. Was it chapter five? I have no idea, but yeah, oh. it looks like about halfway in. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so I'll, I'll listen to like that one, finishing actions, and then also mm. clean as you go. Yeah. No, nah, I'm not gonna say like countless times, but I've listened to that. I'll put it on during work, and yeah. then yeah, it just gets me in the right. It just reminds me of how Good I should mindset. be working, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't I can't recommend it enough. And it is, I think, I, I would say under the radar book, kind of like mm. yeah. I don't see it on a lot of like top whatever lists. It, it is usually like getting things done is a really popular book. And yeah, you, you know you could. It's always like pretty similar books, but work clean. Sure. Uh, who's the author? Do you remember Dan? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Charnas or Carnas. C H A R N A S. He used to write for the Source, so the hip hop magazine. Oh, um, what? That's so cool. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah, we should. We need to make sure to always, when we prep for these episodes, I think, uh, yeah, just have, like, the Wikipedia uh, uh, thing. That's cool. I'll, I'll look it up right now, because I don't want to... Th- that's an easy search. Uh, yeah. American <laughs> yeah. author, radio host, and record that's company That's so executive. sick. Yep. As a journalist, he was a writer for the hip-hop magazine, The Source. Mm. Awesome. And, yeah, we were able to get things done. Uh, able to f- get a podcast out. Seth, it's always good to hear from you. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy. Tell Amy I said hi. Tell Wally I said hi. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of shout course. out, shout out to everyone. Yeah, hope you guys are doing okay in the quarantine, stay at home, order yeah. whatever you guys are doing. Just be safe, be healthy. Jerry, uh, Johnny, Sing, thanks for listening. I think yeah, you have the highest likelihood of getting to this point. So we yeah. really appreciate it. <laughs> so good, uh, Jerry. I used to play, actually play with Jerry. Was it like last week on? so fun it's always so funny to he always comments about my actions because i i play kind of ridiculous anyways Seth, good hearing from you man you take it easy have a good week stay safe keep me posted on any news but uh, for the most part just keep doing you good to hear from you take it easy good to hear from you and and cut cut